Welcome to Travels with Alicia. I am really excited to bring you a whole new series on New York City. New York City is very personal to me. I live about two hours south of it. It is one of the first destinations that I fell in love with, and I have a special connection to it. When I was young, I would travel to New York City with my mom, who designs the most beautiful sweaters ever, and we would go to the fashion district and look at yarns and interesting things that she could use in creating beautiful sweaters. And then while we were there, we would visit either museums or go shopping, and it was always such a fantastic experience. I was just overwhelmed and amazed at how much New York had to offer. Since then, I must have been there between 40 and 50 times, and so I'm really excited to share in these future episodes some details of what I love about each of the sections of New York City, some special hidden gems that you might want to put on your travel list. New York City is also known as the Big Apple, and there's a lot of history behind that name. In the 1920s, horse racing was huge, not only in New York City, but all over the South, and the Apple was considered the prize that they would win. And the prizes in New York, in New York City area, were much larger. So New York became known as the Big Apple because it was referring to that's where the big prizes are given out. And then in the 70s, the tourism um, group got hold of that name and started using it and promoting New York City as the Big Apple. And that is probably the most famous nickname for New York to this day. It, It really has stuck, and it's synonymous with New York City. So let's start by talking about Manhattan. A lot of people, when they think of New York City, they're thinking of Manhattan. And Manhattan is in New York City, but New York City is so much larger. And so it's important to understand how the city is set up one of the things I recommend is that you look on ontheworldmap.com, that they have a wonderful map of New York City that kind of lays it out very simply for you. And I'll, I'll try to share with you what the layout of New York is. So I'm going to set the stage by saying New Jersey's to your left, and then you have the Hudson River. And the Hudson River is very famous. You may have heard the story of the miracle on the Hudson And there was a pilot that took off from LaGuardia, which is one of the airports of New York City, and he was heading to Charlotte, and a flock of birds hit the plane. The engines went out, and he was ordered to come back to LaGuardia and land. Unfortunately, he made the call, or fortunately, I want to say, he made the call that he could never make it back. And that would have been very dangerous to take a plane over New York City with no engines. He decided to land on the Hudson River, and it was an unbelievable landing where he landed it perfectly. The The plane landed and floated right on top of the river, and every single person got out alive and was not injured. So I think it's a Netflix movie. It's called Miracle on the Hudson, and you'll definitely have to look at that. It was fantastic. And so you've got New Jersey. Like I said, you've got the Hudson River. Then you have Manhattan. And we just talked about Manhattan, and it has four main sections. There's Lower Manhattan. There's Midtown where Times Square is. Then you have the Upper West Side and the Upper East Side. And in the middle of them, you have Central Park. And then above that, you have Harlem. And then Washington Heights is also up above um, Central Park as well. Then if you look, if you're looking at Harlem and Washington Heights, off to your right is the Bronx. And that's another part of New York City. If you look below the Bronx, you have the East River. So there's water on both sides of Manhattan. 
And then across from like Midtown and Lower Manhattan, you have Brooklyn. There's bridges. You've heard of the Brooklyn Bridge. And then above Brooklyn, there's Queens. And so all of these areas are part of New York City. Um, Brooklyn, the Queens, the Bronx, Manhattan, and I didn't mention yet, Staten Island. So all the way down in lower Manhattan where Wall Street is, there's, there is a ferry that goes over to Staten Island. And so these are all really important parts of New York City. And depending on what you want to do and what you're interested in, these are all areas that you may choose to stay in on your first trip or in multiple trips to New York City. I think the most important thing in planning your trip is to realize this is a large, complex city, and it can become overwhelming. So as we talk about each section of New York, I think you'll be able to easily identify where you would want to start, where you want to stay, what you're interested in. Because I think the people that I've talked to who say they do not like New York City truly, in a lot of cases, have just become overwhelmed. It it can get crazy. And uh, not jamming too much stuff into every day would be one very, very smart piece of advice. Um, Take it slow. You can make multiple trips to New York. You don't need to do it in one trip or one day. Another thing I want to touch on is how do you get to New York? There's actually three airports that serve New York City. There is Newark, and that's in New Jersey. That serves you well if you're going to Lower Manhattan, Midtown, or Staten Island. There's LaGuardia, which is in the top portion of Queens. And this is probably the most inconvenient airport. So I would recommend against it. But unfortunately, it is the most common one for domestic travel. So if you are living in the United States, you know, not on the East Coast, and you're flying in, you probably will end up flying into LaGuardia. And you can take a taxi. Um, it's, that's the most recommended because they don't have public transportation from that airport. Probably the airport that most people fly into is JFK, and that's where all the international flights come in. And they do have great public transportation. You can take the air train and get to Brooklyn, or you can get right into Penn Station, which is in Midtown Manhattan. You can also, there's so many shuttles and car services from JFK, as well as the taxis. It's the only airport that you can get a flat rate into Manhattan. So it's usually around $50. It could be more if it's in the evening. But that same flat rate taxi, you can go anywhere in Manhattan. If you get in a taxi, normally in New York City, you're going to be on a meter. And believe me, I've been in taxis, and it can get really, really expensive. You could spend $70 just going from lower Manhattan, you know, up, you know, towards the top of Manhattan. Um, So you really have to be careful. Uber is wildly used and available in uh, Manhattan and in New York City as well. And um, I will say it used to be cheaper when it first came. I am finding that Uber is not that cheap anymore. Every time I seem to get an Uber, it's 45 or $50 in New York. So that seems to be something that's changing, that they're starting to charge a lot more. Uber share was fantastic, and I used that for a while. But with COVID, I think they, they, they really stopped that because they, they couldn't do that any longer. The other thing is the subway. There's, there is the subway system, and um, we can touch on that in another episode but that's readily available for you to get around all over New York City. We won't only touch on Manhattan, but we'll touch on all the areas of New York City. We'll start with Manhattan, and then we'll work out to the other areas. And I'm hoping that you'll find interesting places that you want to put on your list or some hidden gems that when you plan your trip, you'll make sure you include these. Thank you for listening. 
I'm really excited about this new series on New York City. Stay tuned for new episodes.